My name is Jenny, and I'm a wife and mom raising two kids. But I used to live a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I said goodbye to TV and hello to motherhood, I suddenly discovered what we moms are up against. We live in a world that tells us to be rich and famous, thin and successful. You know, almost nobody says, oh, hey, you're a mom? That is fabulous. But you are fabulous, and I'm here to tell you why. It's Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yes, we are here for you, and you are indeed fabulous, and I'm so glad to have you on board with us today, and I'm truly hoping that there's a reason you've tuned in today. We have an incredible man with an incredible story on the show today, so I want you to stick around for this. Uh, He has written a book called Falling Into Heaven, and one of those descriptions where it, it changes your day, your week, your month, your life, when you read his reassurance that God is indeed real and he is more amazing than we can imagine. I mean, his, his account is fantastic and I, and I love it. I can't wait to talk to him. I can't wait for him to be an inspiration to you. If you're having a day, I I know that he's going to lift you up and he's going to inspire you with his, his message and with the miracles that unfolded and the healings and and, and the vision of heaven. He saw it's fantastic. The forward is written by Don Piper of 90 minutes in heaven fame. Um, But before we do all that, I do need to welcome BFF in the house. Shelly Krause. I know. Thank you. So glad to be here. Yes. I'm glad to have you a belated happy birthday to you (sighs) i know i did a big thing for george's birthday i wished you happy birthday as well on that day just so you know yes yes thank you my daughter was born on my bff's birthday so that's cool oh nice gift for me yes i get to celebrate it every year Yes, with her. <laughs> I, she ca- I just want everybody to know she came to the hospital on her birthday to see Georgia right after she'd been born. So that was a blessing to me. That's that's what a good BFF she is. Okay, I want to play a song. Here's why. I, uh, you know, look, I, I don't want you to think that I come on this show trying to be the perfect mom or the perfect wife or the perfect radio host to shame you. But rather, I want to say, I'm walking through this with you, sister, and I know that the world sometimes forgets to lift up moms and honor families and explain to you how important your job is and to encourage you and to equip you in that job, to give you great advice and information like today's interview. Uh, We all have downtimes, and I've had a real tough time this year, a lot of pressures and... um, trials for our family, nothing, you know, ridiculously horrible. I've been really blessed that it hasn't been sort of um, a tragic death or anything, but a lot of tough stuff. We all go through tough, dark times, right? We all do. You're here long enough. Yeah, you absolutely. And I've been discouraged. And so this song is something I want to play for everybody out there today who's having a downtime, who doesn't see God in it, uh, doesn't find hope in it, um, this is my message to you to just hang on uh, a, a wonderful little song by group one crew. So your life feels like it don't make sense. And you think to yourself, I'm a good person. So why do these things keep happening? Why you gotta deal with them? You may be knocked down now, but don't forget what he said.
Yeah, isn't that awesome? It is. I won't give you more than you can take. I may let you bend, bend. but you, I won't let you break. Yeah. Beautiful. I just hope that was an inspiration to somebody out there today. And it's a great segue into our interview with Mickey Robinson uh, because he was literally bent in many ways. Mickey uh, was in a plane crash in 1968 that consumed half of his body in a third degree burns. Uh, most people thought he was going to die. I mean, literally like 99% of people that looked at him thought he was going to die. In this experience, Mickey explains to folks that he entered heaven and was given a mission to bring a life-giving message of hope back to earth. And uh, since this second chance of life, he has indeed been a public spe speaker, both nationally and internationally, uh, has an incredibly dramatic story. He's been on television and radio, and here he is on our radio show. So we are very, very blessed to have him. Uh, he has written a book, and I have to confirm with him if this is a, it's being re-released, but the book is called Falling into Heaven, A Skydiver's Gripping Account of Heaven, Healings, and Miracles by Mickey Robinson with a forward by Don Piper of 90 Minutes in Heaven. We are just so blessed and honored to welcome Mickey Robinson to Channel Mom. Welcome, Mickey. Hi there. Hello, hello to Denver and whoever can hear this. <laughs> I'm speaking to you from beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you so much. Um, I want to get straight into it, Mickey. I, I uh, really enjoyed the fact that you let people know who you were, just a, a regular guy with, with a difficult childhood, honestly. Um, and, and you said you were trying to fill some holes uh, by becoming a skydiver. You were looking for a thrill. So, so why don't you tell folks a little bit about your background um, with an alcoholic father and, and kind of a difficult home uh, and, and how you were looking for thrills in, in some of the wrong places. Can you tell folks your background, please? Sure, I'd be happy to. I was born in uh, the suburb of Cleveland, Ohio, a post-World War baby boomer. I guess people were pretty nervous, and then they were more relaxed, and boom, there was lots of babies, and I was one <laughs> of them. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it really was a golden age in America. I mean, everything about America was the right stuff. Uh, we had the best sports. We had the right movies, the right clothes. Everything made in America, you know, was the best. And, you know, I grew up in, in like a leave-it-to-beaver neighborhood. You know, I mean, it all was. We didn't have any of these threatening things. And uh, I grew up, I uh, was uh, the third of four children in my family. My mom was the first uh, born in America from an Italian family of nine kids. Mm -hmm. And my dad... Um, uh, it's a different background. Uh, and I, I was aware, though, from the beginning, you know, I was, since I was a baby, I was raised up in church, but I never met one person who told me about the dynamic. This is for me to cast asparagus in the church I was raised in. Uh, but I, never, I heard all about Jesus, but didn't know anything really about him, that anybody actually knew the Lord or knew about the power of God. And so growing, being a kid in the 50s, and all everything was new, everything's the best. We have a young American president. We got the space race. And I was fascinated with flying since I was a kid. I liked everything about flying, uh, including Superman, my childhood hero, hero. And I wanted to fly like Superman in, um, in high school. Really kind of thought James Bond was cool. Because of, I would say, I had a father wound, but there was alcoholism in the, phone, uh, in, in the home. Uh, you look outside, and whatever you envision as a life, that will transform you. And for me, it was the athlete, to be an athlete, look right, have the right girl, have the right stuff, do all the exciting things. And I was a, I was a, you know, a very gifted athlete, the championship football, swim team, uh, snow skier. I was a gymnast on my own and everything else, but I always wanted to fly. So I started... Um, flying airplanes, and I found out it's a whole lot more fun to jump out of them. And after one jump, I became 
addicted, and there is no rehab for this. Okay, you just keep doing it. Yeah. And after twenty twenty jumps, I, I was asked to be on a professional demonstration team, and that's kind of unheard of. Only one out of two people that ever make a parachute jump. Uh, one out of ten ever make uh, jump number two. And of that very elite small group of people that ever become a very proficient skydiver. Now there probably are more now, uh, but still, it's a very it's a very small group of people. Yeah. And so this became I just became obsessed with it and. Um, I, when I turned 18, I worked in a stock brokerage firm, and then they promoted me, and I just talked my way into it, put on my nice James Bond-looking suit. So I was a synthesis between James Bond and Superman on the weekends, um, uh, and uh, during the week, I'm in my suit, and I'm looking for a phone booth, which they don't have anymore, and I pulled that off and put on my parachute, and I was Superman. Yeah. And whatever you envision, you will turn into. You'll be transformed. And this one, I thought I had everything in my control. Uh, we're making parachute jumps. We started our own club. Uh Five skydivers got in an airplane. Two of them were students. Three of them were part of our professional team. And uh, we had removed five of the six seats out of the aircraft. And I was actually sitting on the floor next to the pilot. Two students were behind me and then the two other guys on our team. And shortly after takeoff, we lost the engine. And I was actually kind of falling asleep because flying was actually almost annoying to me. It took too long. I just wanted to be in free fall. Now, people say you must have been an adrenaline junkie. No, it was the pleasure of being in free fall feeling like you can fly, and fulfilling kind of a dream, you know, And uh, but that dream is never satisfied. Uh, but I never heard of that stuff. And so as we had just taken off and we're going at tremendous speed, we lost the engine and all of our lift, which is the aerodynamic force which makes the airplane fly. And so yeah. we just came plunging towards the ground at a horrific speed, hit a tree, my face smashed to the front of the airplane. We did cartwheels and then slammed into the ground. It was a horrific crash, obviously, and my face stopped my body going 100 miles an hour, no seatbelt. There was no seat, so there was no seatbelt. Um, as the last got ever, my partner was leaving the plane. It then exploded, and he went back in the burning aircraft and saw me trying to escape myself going through the side of the plane where the wing was torn out, but I was soaked with gas and on fire from head to toe. Had one of these superhuman strength uh, moments where like a person can lift up a car or do that and pulled me out of there. I was stuck on something. Got me away from the plane, put the fire out, and then the empty wing on the left exploded, and, and the pilot uh, did not survive. Yeah, I'm um, gonna I'm gonna interrupt you there. Um, I mean, incredible, harrowing tale, and so people can clearly see just the fact that you survived it was a miracle. And it's actually a beautiful thing that that man was was sent and, and had the bravery and that sudden uh, strength to pull you out. We're gonna take a quick break, but when we come back, I promise everybody. He's going to tell you his heaven story. Uh, skeptics and believers alike, you're going to want to hear this. It's, it's absolutely stunning. So we'll be right back with Mickey Robinson, the author of Falling Into Heaven on Channel Mom. These days, couples will work for just about anything from communication Hello? to companionship, from fun Whee! to love, from passion Mwah! and purpose to good old intimacy. <gasps> What are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit mary-well.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90, FE 51. Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. Hi, this is Jenny, and I want to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Walters. She's a mom to three kids, so she understands that when you buy a home, you want a place where your family can build beautiful memories. As a real estate broker, Michelle can help you find the place you love coming home to, the right home at the best price. Whether you want to buy or sell, start your home search with Michelle Walters at SuburbanDenverProperties.com. 
You can also find Michelle's weekly blog, The Thinking Mom, on ChannelMom.com. Welcome back to Channel Mom. Such a cool topic today. Don't you like this topic, Shelley? Doesn't it just give you hope? Oh, I know. And we were just talking about how many years it's been since he died. I guess yeah. you could call it that. Yeah. Since he was in Between heaven. 40 and 50 years. Amazing. Yeah. His name is Mickey Robinson. He is a skydiver. He continued to skydive. He's written a book called Falling into Heaven. I'm going to read a little excerpt, and then I'm going to have him go from there. He was in a horrific plane crash. Everybody thought he was going to die. He barely got out alive. He was burned over much of his body. Somebody had a superhuman rescue of him out of the plane. I love this account. He had a vision, and it's stunning, and I want him to tell us about how it happened and, and, and beyond what I'm about to read. But this is what you tell, you'll be able to see what a good writer he is. Here is Mickey Robinson's vision of heaven, just a portion of it. I felt as if I was seeing radiation with my naked eye, a rapidly vibrating glory stream that had particles of gold within it. This living water caused me to be in perfect harmony with the Spirit of God, as one with Him. I was more alive than any condition of being alive on earth. I was infused with perfect love and perfect peace. Everything this river touched burst into new life, new creation life. I was enraptured by an immense awareness and overwhelming knowing that all human beings are made to be connected and tuned to, to his holy vibration. The spectacular radiant energy and majesty that was emanating everywhere in every direction did not outshine the preeminence of being in the presence of the person. The colors I saw are unlike earthly color, unlike earthly colors. Everything had the appearance of translucent jewels with flowing colors, but I could see right through them. The nature of heaven was so different because it was made out of different kinds of materials than the physical world, and this stuff operated in very different ways. He talks about there being no shadows. He talks about the overwhelming, overpowering love of God, that that was the thing he was most aware of, of how much God loved him. Just uh, unimaginable love. So just fantastic. I mean, just it makes my day to read this stuff. It really does, because I believe him. Now, I guess some folks may not, but uh, we want to welcome Mickey Robinson back to Channel Mom. Welcome, Mickey. Hi. How you doing, Jenny? Good. So can you just tell folks how and when that, that heaven vision came, and please expand on it for us. Well, when I was at the point when the doctor said the day I was going to see, I developed massive complications. They tried all the heroics to try and prevent them, but massive infection, 10 pints of blood a day, blind in my right eye, paralysis, 50% of my, almost 50% of my body weight, and I was a professional athlete, was gone. You know, infection inside and outside, there was seven fatal complications. At that point, when there was no help, I left my physical body and entered a, first a, a different spiritual dimension, which was very shocking. And I, the, the awareness of eternity is, it blows you away, because you can't understand it here. Mm-hmm. Everything here is connected to time, but everything in the spirit realm is connected to eternity. And I was about to be swallowed by this blackness that I won't go into detail about it, because you've already gone into the heaven part of it. But as I cried out to God, a God that I never served, a God that I, I heard all about but didn't know anything about, from the ambulance into the emergency room and several times on the operating table and different times in the middle of the night, I said, God, I'm sorry, give me another chance. I was about to be swallowed, and then I was thrust through this portal and came and stood in the presence of a mighty God. I knew instantly I would never die forever, ever, and ever again. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's hard mm-hmm. to put it into words. Simultaneous, there's, there's things that happen all at the same time, that this 
perfect, pure love of God was penetrating me, and and that nothing could ever be wrong. That this God's love was so powerful and and amazing that you know, David is to me an understatement. In His presence is the fullness of joy. In His right hand, pleasures evermore. That means you're going to experience newness of God forever and ever and ever. It's hard for us because we think in finite terms, no matter sure. how spiritual we are. We think in finite terms. And um, people say, well, how? And then the river of life was going right through me, this golden river that you described, and somewhere between my hips and my knees. And I was, my hands were in the air. And just the ecstatic joy is, is unbelievable. And, yeah. like, I didn't see, you know, like any angels at that time, New Jerusalem, uh, or, or, you know, Peter at the pearly gate checking IDs, you're in and you're out of here. And, that's the, and, and, and I knew the presence of God was somewhere off to my left, but I didn't, even, I didn't see the person of God at that time. But his presence, this is the center of everything, this majestic light and this power and this love and this authority. And yet how could I stand in that and not bend? Because somehow my feeble little prayer, crying out to God, I'm sorry, give me another chance, over and over I said that. Then when I was in the spirit dimension about to be swallowed, I said, God, please, I want to live, give me another chance. And I was thrust through and appeared in this glory in heaven. Yeah. And I, it's just hard to put in human terms. I do my best when I write it. Uh, and the thing is that eternal life doesn't start when you die. This is eternal life, Jesus said, mm-hmm. knowing the Father and him whom he sent. We experience kingdom uh, our eternal, that's why I refuse to have a midlife crisis, because if I start having eternal life, there will be no middle, right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> so so I, my, my little, little help for my friends out there in Radioland. But, I mean, it's, and I knew nothing about this stuff. I mean, I, I'd never heard anything like this. I never met one person uh, that, that could describe having a personal relationship or answered prayer. Never heard of this stuff. And I, this isn't about the church I was raised in, uh, trying to be negative about it. Just I just... Was I was living in the present world. That was it. And I was living for the moment, literally moment to moment. But you are a spirit. You have a soul, and you live in a body. And there's only two possibilities. There's only two possibilities. There is an afterlife, or there's oblivion. Yeah. An endless state of nothingness. Of which, if people think that, it eventually leads to there is no God. Because it's futility. So if all there is, is this, Paul says, we might as well party. We're of all people. If there is no resurrection, we must be, of all people, be the most pitied. But the fact is, there is an afterlife. And where you are is determined today where you shall be. I was a little bit like the thief on the cross. I mean, you talk about a close shave. There's there's a man dying on a cross, another man on the other side dying, and this guy's grumbling at Jesus. If you are who you say you are, get yourself down on us too. And the other man tells him, you should shut up. This is an innocent man. We're getting what we deserve. He looks at Jesus. He says, remember me when you enter your kingdom. I mean, he didn't get water baptized. He didn't say the sinner's prayer, but he, he recognized his own guilt and Jesus' perfect innocence. And Jesus said, today, you'll be with me in paradise. Yeah. So, I, I, the, 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 last thing, the last thing the good thief stole was heaven, and he didn't even know he was doing it. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Um, we, you know, we should have a ton of time, but we don't, um, you know, we could talk about this for hours. You're going to be on the show with us again Wednesday. You know, I don't usually do this on this show. I I am really open to, to unbelievers and believers alike. And I really try to minister to all folks, folks who've never heard much about Jesus or they're skeptical. Um, can you just for just literally about a minute, uh, talk a little bit about that dark place. I don't want to cover over that. You did have a vision of a dark place before you were swept into heaven. Oh, absolutely. 
Well, when, when my spirit left my body, it's like my body coming out of a, like a butterfly coming out of a cocoon. And instantly, I was thrust in this spiritual dimension, and it's spectacular. And all the spiritual attributes, this understanding eternity is amazing, you know. Sure. But as I was nearing this white portal, I felt a pressure on my right side, and it was blacker than black, and it was closing, about to swallow me. I knew this was eternal. It was an abyss of darkness. There's non-negotiable. It's permanent, solitary confinement. You'll be super conscious, and you will re- have nothing but nightmarish remorse that you lost the opportunity that everybody's been given yeah. to have life, yeah. to be cut off from the source of all life. And that closed down to just a sliver, almost eclipsing the white light. And then I cried out this fe- feeble, clumsy cry. I'm sorry. I want to live. I want to be alive. Give me another chance. And then I was thrust through this portal and sit in the presence of God. Amen. So there really is an outer darkness. And it actually, in about every aboriginal country that I've been in, the belief system in countries I've been in, there is an underworld, a place of departed spirits that where there's darkness. There's a history of that. And there's many people that have experienced, have had uh, maybe a resuscitation and experienced a darkness thing. Is you, That is a real place. It's not an imaginary place. It's not some religious thing. There's a real place that is a separation. But it doesn't have to be that way. We need if me, in my weakness, could cry out to God, I wasn't asking to go to heaven. I was asking God to be alive. I had run out of what I needed, and that was life. And he who has life and that more abundantly answered my prayer. I was asking for another chance, and this has been it. Yeah. And I've been transformed. And there's all kinds of miracles and healings that we'll talk about on the next time. Yeah. But I want you the greatest miracle is experiencing forgiveness and the perfect love of God. And that we need every day. And other people need that. They don't need a set of rules. They don't need the condemnation. Only be told how bad they are. When you go on the Spirit, you'll know where you are. Today is the day you need to cry out to God. I'm just as desperate for God today as I was lying hopelessly on that table. I'm a message of hope because scientifically and medically, I was hopeless. But I've got more than life. I've got abundant life. And if they did an examination on me, the only person's fingerprints that would match up would belong to Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's awesome. And people, I, I would urge them to to go out and get your book. They can see the pictures. Um, you know, this transformed Mickey. One reason he went into a description of what uh, a stellar athlete and handsome man he was and, and dated the right girls and, and went to the right parties and things like that is and did, did the homecoming court stuff. I mean, he was popular. Just all the stuff. He, he showed that he was accepted in this world, and it took a brutal... Um, attack on his body really he became deformed for him to realize what really mattered and it's an incredible transformation beautiful falling into heaven a skydiver's gripping account of heaven healings and miracles mickey robinson the forward by don piper the author of 90 minutes in heaven who we've also had on the show and who had an incredible tale to tell Uh, mickey in the last minute here can you tell folks how to find you and how to find your book please just go just do mickeyrobinson.com my book's available on my site walmart barnes and noble Wherever, just call them up, tell them you want the book. It should be in the stores, but you can go, you can read more about my stuff by just uh, look at mickeyrobinson.com. There's all kinds of things on there. Some of it I didn't put on there, but it's still all good. But um, yeah, just, just go on there. And I just want to encourage people share with a friend. This is about reality. People, we're living in a time when people are insecure with all of our technology. People that we're living in a very unstable, insecure time. The only security is that God is a God of love. And with him, he is the only one we can put our hope in. He's the only one we can totally trust. Mm-hmm. And it's been working for me for 46 years. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about how a blind man, could, blind for five, uh, five and a half years, a long time, I can see, they don't know how. Both legs were nerve damage, they never walk again. I snow ski, climb mountains, run, play football. The biggest thing is 
I have the love of God. Yeah. That's the biggest proof of me, is that I'm changed. Yes, Not you because are. because any good thing in me, because of the awesome, holy God who loves every one of these people listening. There's people that are hurting, people that are skeptic, people that you know, are marginalized in what they believe. How do you explain what happened to me? How did I come out of this and not be depressed? Yeah. And yet have to have the joy of the Lord. Yeah. And in that condition when I, when I came back. And we'll talk about it in the next yes, segment. We when I returned, what, ha- what happened when I returned. But call up Walmart, tell them you want the book. Call Barnes Over or go on my look up MickeyRobinson.com and see okay. what's there. Okay. Shelly, go call Walmart for us. Tell them we want the book, please. Right away. Okay. Mickey, we'll be back with you on Wednesday's show. You are a blessing. You have a, I say amen to what you said. It's a beautiful, beautiful story. I hope it impacts many people in our audience and beyond. God bless you. You'll be on with us on Wednesday. Thank you, Mickey. Thank you. All right. We will return with Channel Mom. I'll tell you a bit more what we're going to touch on on Wednesday's show when we come back with the Channel Mom Show. These days, couples will work for just about anything, from communication to companionship, from fun to love, from passion and purpose to good old intimacy. (gasps) What are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit mary-well.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90, FE 51. Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. If you are a mom who wants your kids to grow up and love going to the dentist, then I have to tell you about Pediatric Dental Group of Colorado. As a one-time patient myself and now the mother of patients, I know firsthand they understand the unique needs of children, especially when it comes to the subject of dentistry. Dr. Strange and Dr. Cathers not only care about making the dental visit fun and rewarding, they also strive to help children learn to be good dental patients. They do this by coaching the child and the parent, encouraging good oral health care, and providing high-quality dental treatment. This is accomplished in a fun and child-friendly atmosphere. All of the pediatric dentists and orthodontists have two years of additional training beyond dental school. They are board certified and specialized in the dental care of infants, children, and young adults. The dental team is uniquely qualified to take care of your child during their dental visit. The Pediatric Dental Group is proud to have locations in Arvada, Wheat Ridge, Lakewood, Lafayette, and Evergreen. You have to find out more, and you can do so at pediatricdentalgroupco.com. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. So glad you could be with us. Thanks, Shell. We will be back with author Rick, Mickey Robinson about his book, Falling Into Heaven. He's going to tell you about healings and miracles and absolute faith that what he saw of heaven is real to encourage you. And I hope get somebody else to listen because it's good stuff on Wednesday's channel. Mom. In the meantime, mom, thanks for all you do to raise your children. Well, and tell them about the love of God. God bless you. Have a great afternoon. Thanks for listening to channel mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Find podcasts, clips, blogs, and contact information at channel mom.com.